Are you a sexy, indulgent musician suffering from consistent long hours, crippling self-doubt, and constant disappointment? Well, do we have a show for you. Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Disappointment, a bi-weekly deep dive into what it takes to be a healthy and successful musician in the modern industry. My name is Melody Kaiser. And I'm Dustin Williams. And we are both full-time musicians and creative entrepreneurs. And today we are exploring the importance of building a healthy relationship with music. Yes. Very important. Very it is. Important. I mean, it is maybe the most important. <laughs> if you're going to if you're gonna play music, even if you don't play music. I mean, and it's really hard to not have a healthy relationship with music. So I would hope so. It's, yeah. you know, it can but happen pretty easily. It, it can, uh, it can be easy to also have an unhealthy relationship with music. If you have like a bad music teacher or For sure. see a bad concert or something. So <laughs> the possibilities are endless. I do have to say before we start in this episode, this is our 20th episode. I know it's crazy. It's mind blowing. Yeah. So this is officially the end of season one. We hope that you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed making it. That sounded like a like a send off, but we are going to do season <laughs> We're two. We're going to do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be another um, season. And in the traditional local band fashion, we have big things coming. <laughs> big <laughs> things are right around the corner. We do, we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we we have a lot of uh, cool plans. Uh, some some awesome guests that were. Uh, planning to have on the show and uh, some other segments that we've we've discussed a good bit. Um, so we look forward to to when this comes around. But in the meantime, yeah, we're going to send off this season with a uh, final discussion about, um, as we mentioned, uh, finding a, a, a healthy relationship with music. And um, it's kind of a, a, a bit of a heady topic, we'll admit. It is, you know, yeah. It's definitely more about the the emotions and, and the feelings and um, less about, uh, you know, specific advice or right. examples, right? Yeah, exactly. So. This is definitely going to be more of a, <laughs> an EQ conversation than an right. IQ one. But, yeah. um, I mean, I think the first thing for me is, um, I think the first stage obviously that people lose a healthy relationship with music is when they're learning. Mm. Um, and Agreed. in my experience, like it's so much harder to learn an instrument as an adult. Yes. Um, there's just so much going on. There's a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, and honestly, the uh, students that I've taught that have struggled the most are definitely the adults. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of like pressure with the time aspect of it. Right. It's like, why I should be so much further along than I am right now. And it's like, why? Like you, you just started or, you know, you're just learning and kids don't really have that because they're just in like, like, you know, they're just in autopilot (laughs) kind of going through the motions of life. (laughs) And, and time moves differently depending on your, on your age. At least, at least for me, it does. Like, you know, I mean, I definitely like, you know, 10 minutes at, seven years old was a fucking lifetime, but you know, <laughs> right. at, at 31, like 10 minutes is like, Oh, like that's gone. It's gone. <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there is a lot of, a lot of pressure, you know, just when you're learning an instrument, like things go pretty slow. Um, yeah. it's almost like trying to start exercising or something like right. it's not going to be, and we've talked about that in our practice episode, 
you know, it's not going to be like an instantaneous thing. Like you have to train your muscles on how to move and, you know, uh, then like calluses or even if you're doing like a wind instrument, you know, you have to build up your mouth and it just takes forever. (laughs) It does. It does. Yeah. And, and so, so I think, uh, one thing like I'd like to hear from you, Melody, like for you now, both of us started at at a younger age. Mm -hmm. Like I I started playing around 13. You were nine, nine. Okay. So, um, but uh, you know, and both of us probably had music, um, uh, exposure before that. Like, like I grew up with a piano in the household. So there was a lot of that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, tactile connection to music. Right. Um, but you know, for you, like when, when you were learning, um, and you're still learning as I, as of I course, am, yeah. right. You know, it never stops. Um, what was your, um, method? Like what, I guess my question is like, what made you, uh, get past those moments of frustration? Like, you know, because I know for me it was, it was the, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but it, it was the, um, obsession of wanting to do it right or wanting to, um, accomplish like, you know, a specific task or goal or something. So like what, what drove you to keep improving yourself in those moments where you're like, okay, this is really hard. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same, like I was definitely more of a player than a practicer. So like, I just like (laughs) would pick songs that I thought were cool or, you know, um, it's funny. I was actually talking earlier, um, you know, I think choosing like small steps was very helpful. Like I didn't jump in and try to learn like a Van Halen song or, you Mm. know, anything super hard, like, because it did frustrate, it frustrated the shit out of me. So like I learned like the ventures and like CCR, like easy, super straightforward stuff. Um, that I'm like nobody that I went to school with was listening to the ventures. So <laughs> I actually have to admit, I'm not sure I know who the ventures are. Uh, so. Yeah, you do. They did that By song name, like um, walk, don't run and down. Oh, okay. They're okay. surf kind of okay. like 60s surf, but like their songs are like so easy. Okay. <laughs> so like, I just nice. like learned everything that I could on that one CD. Yeah. And you know, that made me feel accomplished. So I think, for me, it was just like kind of taking baby steps. And I also like, it was the first thing that I like ever felt like I was like good at, you know? And so I was just like, Ooh, like, and it gave me a lot of attention if we're being completely (laughs) honest, because I would be like, I would go to like my grandparents' house and be like, look, I learned a venture song. And they're like, what? That's so cool. And I'm like, this I just ate it up. Nice. <laughs> like, okay. The attention part was definitely a big part. A big of it, factor, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's one thing that you don't get as an adult. It's a lot harder to you get know? that. Yeah. <laughs> to to get that kind of like pat on the back. Right. You know, like yeah. that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. and honestly, like even if I like totally ruined it or like botched it, they were like, Yay! Like right, you're nine, course, yeah. you tried. It's an adult. As like you, do. you don't get yeah. that. Yeah. So you know, I I don't know. I think a, a big part of it is just you know, I I found joy in just getting something accomplished. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I chose the hardest rift or the 
or, you know, the hardest technique to learn. It was just like, I learned, you know, and honestly, when I was, yeah. 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 And when Mm -hmm. I was first starting, I didn't learn whole songs either. I I just learned like a shit ton of riffs. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so cool. Like, I know all these riffs, but like, there's no way I could have played with anybody else, you know? So just stuff like that. I mean, how about for you? I mean, kind of, kind of the same. Really? You know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting too, because um, I, w- I was gonna uh, say earlier when when you were talking about um, like you you didn't go for like the Van Halen stuff for like like as your focus, but like you tried it, right? And then you were oh, like, for oh, sure. this isn't working. Yeah, I was I like, oh, this, this is hard. I suck. right. So there was a lot of that for me too. You know, <laughs> okay. a lot of yeah, just yeah. like like oh man, listen to this. You know, awesome. Like like I remember there was a time when. Um, uh, good times, bad times by Led Zeppelin. It was like one of the first songs That's I ever hard. heard, right? And and yeah, like objectively, like there's some challenge to it's that. It's super too, hard for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, nowadays I I would not put that like at the top tier of like things that are difficult for me. But that that is only because I've been doing it, of course, for so yeah. long, right? So, but at the time, oh my god, like so, you, you know how like it has like two sections in the song where there's like these little bass like. I arpeggios. guess solos. They're Are not they? arpeggios. Oh, okay. They're 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 just like bass features, right? They're not like full on like eight bar solos, but oh, it's like I a two bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has that that first right. one, and then the second one is like a just like a it's it's in B. Um, the, these two fills. So this one's like A to B to um, uh, D. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could not do that. Like I could not get it, and it frustrated the fucking hell out of me. Yeah. But I kept trying for years and years and years, and then like, but like you said, like it was never the whole song. Like for sure. Every once in a while, I would learn a whole song, but it was few and far between. Like not I until for so long. <laughs> for a long time, like not until probably like a year into playing, and I started meeting other kids who played, right. and and you know they like. I played in um, a band in eighth grade um, and we never played a show or anything. So like, I, I don't even know if I could call it a band, but Do it was you... a bunch of dudes hanging out in an attic playing rock uh, and roll. And, and like we were playing like mostly the stuff that they wanted to play because they were into like um, emo and like metal and stuff. And I was just like all about Zeppelin and like, right. like old school stuff. Sure. So I was just like, yeah. I mean... And, but then I learned to get into it and I got like, uh, we did a fallout boy tune. I think it was at the time when, uh, sugar were going down was, was like the big nice. one, you know? Yeah. And, um, anyway, so my, my, my point with all that is just that, like, uh, I didn't really start learning full songs until I had kind of the pressure of like, Oh, like right. we're all playing this as a band. I should probably start learning this. And yeah, you it's know, totally different. Um, yeah, and then after that, I got into the idea, and so like moving forward, you know, I was learning Iron Maiden songs and and Stevie Wonder and all this other See, stuff. See, that but stuff's hard too. That would have been too hard for me at first. I would have had to have worked up to that for well, sure. Well, and it was hard, but at the same time, like no, I didn't have anyone telling me because like not only did I not have a teacher, but I also like nobody in my family was like like um, actively playing all the time, right? You know, like my dad played piano, and 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 my mom used to uh to sing uh on stage and my sister you know took piano lessons in her youth but like i was the only one who was actively just like okay i'm doing this right. like consistently so like you know of course and, and and of course you know my family's gonna be like oh yeah sounds great just like you were talking about you know so it's like you i was get gonna that support. ask was the attention thing a thing for you you or? know yeah probably i mean 
I, I can't think back to too many specific times where I've been like, oh yeah, look, like, like this is my chance to get in front of people. But I know, I know that it had to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, teenage boy. I mean, I was <laughs> teenager so annoyed. in general. Like I would have been so annoyed with me <laughs> if I, like I would literally learn like one thing and then be like, mom, it's like, do you got to see me do this? Look yeah. at what I did. Um, and I'm sure I did that. You know, I'm, I'm sure I did. And, and what I think I took also, I took, I definitely took pride in the fact that I was a bass player because there was none of us. Right. Like, like there was like two other kids that played bass and like right. they quote unquote played. So like they didn't practice ever. And I did. Like I just, I wasn't good. Yeah. But I was quote unquote better than them because I played more. So yeah. because of that, there was like this, oh yeah, like I'm, I can do this and I'm, I'm that guy. I, yeah. can be, I can be the bass player for all these bands, you know. I mean, I definitely get that. And it was kind of similar for me because... I was the only girl guitar player that played electric guitar. So everybody was like, oh, that's different. That's cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> and for so, sure. You I would know, have thought that was the coolest thing ever. But yeah. I started on electric. So it was weird for me to like, I learned acoustic techniques later. Mm. So I kind of that is interesting. I did the backwards thing. I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> I it. Yeah, like for the, sure. I saw like Kiss was like my big thing when I was nine. I was like, <laughs> I am going to be. Paul Stanley. Oh man. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not Paul Stanley. <laughs> I know. Isn't so it funny how you. stuff changes? <laughs> yeah. Like it is crazy. It really yeah, it is. is. Like it's... I thought that they were like the coolest thing. Yeah. But um But it got you going, right? For sure. And so that's what's kind of really exciting and cool about it. Yeah. Too. And KISS is definitely a good band to start with for electric guitar. Like oh, yeah, it was for, it was yeah. my speed. Yeah. For sure. Definitely not like super demanding for any of no, the instruments. No, I mean, on, honestly, even the guitar solos, but I learned a lot from from the guitar solos, right. but they're all like basic pentatonic, mm -hmm. like it very rarely ever got out of that. So out of like position one. It was like, perfect yeah. for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm so awesome. I still play some of those like riffy pentatonic things pretty often actually yeah, it's part of I'm, who you are i'm just like i remember learning it and yep. i remember being terrible at it yep and but it made you but here we are <laughs> it made you feel good though right right yeah and so that's it that's it's that's true. what i think it is is it's like yeah. it doesn't you know i mean there's so many there's so many examples of of artists now that we can look at and and just you know take the 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 emotional side out and just look logically like look at uh, jimmy page right amazing songwriter amazing guitar player also one of the sloppiest <laughs> fucking true. players ever right <laughs> yeah, it's and, true. but he was just playing what he wanted to play because it inspired him and it made him want to do it more right. and eventually because of that he is you know i think there's this idea out there where it's like coming up with your sound you know it's it's like this active thing that you do and like i don't think it is i think finding your sound and finding like your your uh imprint right as a musician is just a culmination of your experiences and i don't think you necessarily choose i mean you definitely don't choose a lot of your experiences in life for sure. yeah. and you for many of them don't choose how you react to them you know i mean that's something i think we all try to work on is how right. we react to things right but like the ultimate reality is that like there's there's this uh you know, programming for lack of a better word that you have built within you that makes you do things the way you do them. And, um, and I think that's important. And I think that, you know, even though we can look back at Kiss and be like, Oh, right. like, I hope I like, 
never have to like play a kiss song for a cover band but like also if i did i would probably fucking slay it oh like, i would be like so stoked <laughs> if somebody asked me to do that i would be like this is it this is my moment right right i made it exactly exactly <laughs> there's um, actually a really terrible home video of me uh playing a kiss song in my brother's bedroom oh yeah and yeah is it I, on is it like circulating around the interwebs Oh no, it's oh, okay. like at my mom's house in a box. I hope that <laughs> it never- the, it, the way you said it made it seem like, oh yeah, there's this video you can go find. Like, No, it's okay. terrible. I okay. don't, I'm like wearing, trying to remember, cause it was, so, it's just so funny to like watch now. I'm wearing like pink shorts, uh-huh. no shirt. <laughs> I like set up a microphone oh, in man. my room and yeah. I'm just terrible. Like nothing sounds good yeah, at all. And I'm right. just like, Love good. Like, oh no, it's uh, so embarrassing. But it, but <laughs> yeah, but also it's so endearing, right? Because like, like I said, you I don't gotta know. start it's just, somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So, so with that in mind, okay. So, like, let's take, let's jump in the in the time machine and look at now where where we at, yeah, well, where we're at. Excuse me, as musicians now, where we at, where we at. <laughs> um, so for you nowadays. When Mm -hmm. you are learning something new Mm -hmm. or you're trying to push yourself or kind of like, um, you know, reinvent your, your creativity. Right. Cause you know, that's just part of how it goes. For sure. Um, what inspires you now? Like how do you, okay. What inspires you now? And then what do you do differently in your, uh, approach to it? Your practice, your, um, the way you in, uh, ingest the art, uh, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. and, and does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it Sorry. does. I mean, practice is very different for me now yeah. than it was back then. It's a lot more like rigid now. Like when mm. I'm learning something, like I, I use like a metronome and like I do like the nerd out thing. I yeah. never would have done that as right, a kid. Right. So like that's definitely changed. Do you do that all the time or... I mean, it's only if I'm learning something that needs to, it, the timing needs to be improved. You okay. know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like, okay. it's not like I always do that, but. So like if you're learning a song for like, you know, a session or if you're being hired. Right. Like, cause like if there's like a weird scale or something that yeah. I'm not used to playing mm-hmm. and I can't get it up to speed, I'll do the metronome. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, but that's good. Because I'm very, yeah, I'm very like muscle memory and my muscle memory is like classic rock and blues so I tend to kind of stick in my boxes right you know what I mean yeah, and yeah, yeah. so anytime there's a solo that kind of gets out of that comfort zone I, I usually have to work on it more but if it's like classic rock guitar soloing <laughs> I got it you got it all like, day I'm, right yeah I'm stoked on that so uh but that's interesting though that you you kind of like because I, I mean again I'm kind of the same way mm-hmm. like if it's if it's something I'm not as comfortable with like I know what I need to do to become comfortable with it. Right. Um, so work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's work, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you sit down and you 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 like you said, it's more rigid. You put on the metronome. Um, so okay, so that's what you do if you're like trying to to learn something new that might be challenging. Right. Right. Um, what about if if you're learning something like okay. Let me rephrase this. Yeah. What, uh, what kinds of stuff do you like to learn now that uh, gives you a challenge? Like that, that is also fun. Like it like gives you the same mm. feeling that you got when you were learning a Kiss song. Hmm. 
that's interesting. I don't know that I've had that feeling for a while, honestly. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just like trying to learn like really fast stuff, note for note, has kind of because then when you get it, you're like, I did something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like it, it seems like anytime I sit down to like practice something new and like out of my comfort zone, it's usually like Frank Gambali Ooh. or like. Pat Metheny, like stuff that's not rock and blues. Like it's like jazz okay, or, okay. you know, yeah. like, and then, um, but the hard part about that is that's not stuff that I just listen to all the time. Mm. Like I'm not like, I don't get in the car and listen to Pat Metheny. I know that oh, like, I respect it, but like, right. that's just not it's, my jam. It's not your, yeah. <laughs> like it, I just, you know, um, I usually listen to like basic bitch stuff. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like it's just rock songs it's like the hives or you know honestly i listen to my friends music a lot um like music musician sick. friends that i have that's really cool i like a lot of their songs um like dylan i i listen to cosmic trash a lot me too <laughs> yeah like i i just if like it, it. A, i don't know if it was know. A, like a cd or a album it would have a lot of scratches by now yeah for sure and so like you know but like I haven't sat down and tried to learn any of the songs on Cosmic Trash because then I you probably should. wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would kind of be, I don't know. It would, it would it would take you out of the listener listener position. and put you more in like the working perspective. For sure. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're not doing it for a, a gig, you're just for doing sure. it to learn it. It still feels like that. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. And I get so, that. you know, and like a lot of what I listen to, I've never like really tried to learn. Like I really like the Deftones, mm. but I've never tuned down to C and tried to play. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, nobody, you know. Nobody wants to deal with that truss rod <laughs> no. situation. So like, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, the tricky part about that is like what I practice is not usually what I listen to a whole lot. Um, that's interesting. Because yeah. I'm very different in that way. Really? Oh yeah. You practice what you like. Yeah. For sure. Like, like yeah. I practice a lot of like jazz fusion licks and mm. like, you know. That's true. You do. You do practice. That I a do. Lot. Yeah. I just because to me, it's like this, this next um, step of, you know, because. Musicianship. I, yeah. Well, and, and. It is pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. Like, I'm glad people appreciate it. Those who do. But like. It's for me, it, it really gives me a challenge and like, it's a challenge I enjoy because I've had a lot of challenges in like other things like, like math <laughs> and I don't enjoy those challenges <laughs> yeah, very much. Like, <laughs> I don't care about finance. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care about economics and right. fucking radii quadrilateral. <laughs> Actually, I did enjoy geometry. I have to say that was a pretty good class. Oh, really? But, geometry was my least favorite. See, everyone says that, but see, it I was loved the worst. it. <laughs> Why? Like, I mean, I guess it does come in handy. It's like the Pythagorean theorem, but then I mean, they tell you that only goes for right angles, and you're like, how many right angles? Like, what are the odds? Everything's a right angle if you try hard enough. I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, no. So yeah, for me, like, it's it's very much like if I hear. Yeah, I think I mentioned this even in the last episode. I've, I've been working on the um, the bass solo from the song called Forest. 2.0 by Butcher Brown. Mm. And um it's 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 hard. It's not like super crazy. Like there's definitely some other stuff that that uh is maybe physically more demanding right. as far as like technically 
proficient. But to me, it's not that that excites me. It's like right. his note choice and his phrasing and his rhythm and um, and the breath between the notes is really, really interesting to me. And so I've been really like uh, really digging that solo for a while and, and trying to like find uh, find myself in it, if that makes sense. And, and to clarify, yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to pick apart the pieces that, wow, that was alliterative, alliterative as hell. Um, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> pick apart that. Sorry for the plosives there, y'all. Um, <laughs> The, the the pieces of it that um, really uh, sound like me, but also push me a little bit out of my comfort zone. Right. That's if cool. that makes sense. So, yeah. so like, I like to find stuff that's like, oh, like that's kind of like what I would do actually. But what can I do to make it me? And, you know, and it, it could be tone. It could be pick attack. I don't know. It's so many different things. Right. But, um, yeah. I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but, but, you didn't. You know. Yeah. No, I find that interesting. I mean, maybe honestly, like honestly, if I practice something that I really enjoyed, I would probably enjoy practicing more. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm probably just doing myself a disservice. I'm just like, maybe. you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's also important to practice stuff that you don't necessarily like. Um, listen to a whole lot or it's not yeah, like, like, your first like choice. I never listen to country. Like, and I, I don't either. I don't have a problem with country. I think there's a lot of, of, uh, really amazing country songs out there and, mm -hmm. and artists and, and, you know, the whole vibe behind it of being like, you know, three chords, four chords and the truth. Like, you know, right. it's just like very understandable and relatable, but you know, as bass players, like usually we're not doing anything super crazy. Boom. Boom. It's the eat shit Boom. baseline as, as Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Hansen calls it. Um, uh, but, but dude, that eat shit baseline is sometimes the perfect baseline yeah. for the song. And that's what I've like over the, you know, many years of, of just playing, like grown to appreciate about it. And so when I'm in those situations where it's like, okay, I'm playing the style that I don't listen to on the regular. Right. But if I'm getting ready for a gig, you know, on, on a weekend where I'm going to have to play some country songs, like, you know, I'll listen to the ones I'm playing and I'll listen to a few others to kind of just get the vibe. Right. Like, what is my role? What is, right. what is, what, what am I being asked to do for this and how can I best deliver that service? I do listen to like, I guess I was thinking like, I listen to some country, but it's always like songs that I just really like or artists that I just really like. You can't not listen to like Dolly Parton. Like, Oh, I mean, Dolly's the queen, but she's yeah, just like an amazing her, person. Yeah. Too. So like, so. and I think that's a big part of it. Cause honestly, like country music is hugely influential and you know, like so many genres that I love have come from country music. I think for me, like I've just noticed like, it's just not like the crowd a lot of times really isn't my vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah. Like it's not so much the music and like Johnny Cash, cocaine blues, like let's go. Yeah, dude. Folsom prison. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Like I, that kind of stuff I can really get behind, but you know, it's kind of like the big Jason Aldean thing that just happened. It's like, that's yeah. kind of what, that's kind of <laughs> why I like, yeah, don't play a lot of it. You know, yeah. honestly it's this, and that's probably going to piss somebody off, but it's the truth. Yeah. Hey, you're being <laughs> so, honest, you know, you know, but yeah, but you I mean, also did go to see Willie Nelson in concert not too long ago. Okay, and that, well Willie Nelson's a legend. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not on. in that category. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the most fun shows ever. I still can't believe his drummer didn't have a kick drum. He That's didn't. Crazy. He played a snare the whole time. That's so nuts. It was awesome, you know. And I forgot how many great Willie Nelson songs there are. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah, because yeah, he, he wrote a lot dope. of stuff that like even is more well known through other people. For right? sure. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that concert was awesome. I would yeah. go back there in two seconds. But even that country crowd was a different country crowd. Right, right, like, right, right. They were it's a bit like, more of a hippie, for like, sure. laid back. <laughs> yeah, 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 like everybody sure. had dreadlocks and like yeah. was smoking weed. <laughs> so it wasn't like your typical, uh, yeah. you know, white collar country crowd. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think too, like for me, f- building a healthy relationship with music has like exploring different genres and kind of mm, getting out of your comfort yeah. zone. That's been really important um, for me kind of just with music in totally general. Agree. Yeah. Cause like, honestly, one of my favorite genres I listen to it all the time is classic punk. Like I just oh, love classic really? punk. Like, like seventies, <laughs> yeah. early eighties kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sex pistols. Yeah. Okay. Television, sex pistols, Iggy pop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like blondie, I guess you could throw that in there. It's like, Kind of, yeah, CBGB, early punk into CBGB, right. new wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I love that genre. Okay. It's one of my favorites. But, um, you know, every once in a while, you just, you got to listen to like Inya or something. Oh, you dude, know? Enya's the best. I know. Or like Enya Sinead O'Connor. She just passed ah. and like her yeah. music was Rest incredible. Yeah. yeah. So like just getting out of your comfort zone. I I will say one of the best concerts I've ever been to was a shock to me. It was Celine Dion. Really? And I was I bet it was awesome. I was yeah. shitting the whole day on it. I was like, <laughs> this concert's gonna blow like this lame shit. And then like literally I'm like crying. I'm like, this is so right. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you know, that's interesting. It's like a whole thing uh with live performance. I right. think that's so fucking important. And that like, you know, during the pandemic and, and even afterwards, like to a degree, we've kind of forgotten a little For bit. For sure. Like, the power yeah. of just going to see somebody do the best of of what they can do. And that doesn't mean that they're the best shredder in the world or that they can play, you know, all the all the best licks and all the coolest right. rhythms. It means that they made you feel something. For sure. You know, and like to walk away from a concert like emotional like that. <laughs> For it's sure. huge. Yeah. It's huge. And like I didn't even know most of the songs, admittedly. Yeah. But yeah. like by the, I would definitely wouldn't by yeah. the end of it, it was like, you know, it's the power of love. <laughs> I was like right there with it. <laughs> yes. 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 I love so it. So like, you know, that it kind of does surprise you. Um, going to like different shows and yeah. kind of hanging with like different crowds. Do you, what's a, what's a genre for you that really, um, that surpri- I hate no, 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 actually a <laughs> genre that surprised you as far as like, oh wow, I actually really like this a lot. Mm, that is a good question. Um, Honestly, well, that's, I guess that's kind of stereotypical. I was going to say like vanilla fudge, like that genre <laughs> of like, <laughs> like we're going to play cover songs in a cool way. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. But I hey, love that. <laughs> I mean, dude, Pomplamoose. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you know, Scary Pockets, like they've, uh, Ooh, dude. I will say I really like like bluegrass, like Punch Brothers, Nickel Creek, okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's always Billy cool. Strings. I grew up listening to bluegrass and going to like pickings all the time yeah pickings pickings because like my brother played violin in school and so (laughs) he did like fiddle for like all the bluegrass stuff yeah um and you know like i have really 
fond memories of that. So that was one of the most demanding musical styles ever. For sure. It's just balls to the wall. Yeah. Bluegrass and like <laughs> jazz fusion are like brothers for yeah. sure. That's yeah. why fucking, uh, um, oh God, uh, Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Right. That's why it's so badass. It is. It's like, how did you both come together like this? <laughs> and that was like, I we went and saw Nickel Creek when they were in Atlanta. Yeah. I bought those tickets from David. They right. were amazing. Yeah. You know, that was, it was great. So yeah. I guess that, bluegrass. Okay, okay. Bluegrass is like, you know, it's that genre that's like the ugly kid brother, but I feel like it's kind of like the Billy Strings thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like coming coming back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's I mean, making it's, it's a return. Kind of being reinvented. You yeah, know? for sure. It's interesting because like uh I feel like artistically we're headed in this direction where you're either like super traditional, like acoustic instruments, right. super folky, like no fucking uh uh, auto tuning right. or like adjustment, or you're like the complete opposite, <laughs> and you're just like everything's super pristine, right? You know, which it's not actually the case because I understand there's so much more of a middle ground like right. that exists because I'm I'm there, I see it all the time, and I'm part right. of it. But like, it's still interesting to me that that's kind of how. I'm seeing it from like maybe this macro perspective. For sure. No, you know? I agree. Like the pop perspective. Yes, it's exactly. It's either like yeah, yeah, this yeah. or that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> A little for bit sure. of this, a little, a little bit, bit of that. That, <laughs> <laughs> that commercial. <dude. laughs> but do you remember yeah, that I do. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking hamster. Um, it's Kia commercial. Um, <laughs> the Kia Soul. <laughs> the Kia Soul. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, I guess, uh, you know, to, to sum it all up, um, it's we're 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 heading towards um you know kind of a new and we're in this new era where um music doesn't have to be defined by a genre or right. you know defined by you know uh, a a culture and it's important to remember those roots right you know like it's it definitely is but it's also cool to see kind of like this this new thing that we're headed into and and yeah you know genres are hard because everybody always asks like oh what kind of band is your band right. i'm like i don't know yeah it's like <laughs> i listen to everything man yeah I I it's yeah. like i don't know i guess under the umbrella of rock but i feel like anything with a guitar is considered rock or electric guitar like with distortion yeah it's but like you know it's like rock. but like, then like there's so many like hip-hop songs that are out like straight up hip-hop songs right. that have like distorted like metal guitar right you know? so it's so, like i don't know right yeah <laughs> I have no idea what genre that is and and that brings me like to, to me brings my head back around to a conversation we were having earlier with dylan mm -hmm. um again you know about this this idea that like you if you're if you're trying to be creative uh so basically he was he was talking a little context for the listener so he was he was talking to us about how um when he's writing he is more focused on you know what he's hearing in his head right right not necessarily like uh the specific instrument maybe at the at the moment or like the technical side of it is just like, oh, this is what I need to hear. Right. And then so what he go, he does from there is he's like, OK, well, I really need to hear a guitar solo here. I don't really play guitar solos. So I'm going to spend the next two weeks like shedding this idea and right. coming up with this part. So I then write a guitar solo for the song because that's what I'm hearing. So um, it's really cool that we're kind of at this point now where we're 
more people are doing that, I think, of like, okay, well, you don't have to be like, you know, Eddie Van Halen. You don't have right. to be Victor Wooten. You can just be yourself and and uh, perform the part that you want to hear in the music that you're trying to create. And if you can't perform it, then you just got to keep working at it until you can. And yeah. you don't have to learn a bunch of scales. You can just learn specifically how to play this solo and it works and that's fine. Right. You know, um, I just think it's cool. I just, I just yeah. think it's cool. You no, know? I mean, I think creating is like a big part of like what, at least for myself, like kind of helps me maintain a healthy relationship because it's like, but then creating is also a double-edged sword in right. itself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, totally. I have like, I guess it's not really anxiety, but I always think like when people are like, wow, I really like that song you wrote. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like it just, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around it for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of people are that way. Cause I've talked to like Dylan about it and stuff and he definitely has like <laughs> imposter syndrome for sure. Oh yeah. Same Even here. though yeah. it's like, you know, his songs are great, but, um, so yeah, I mean, for me, like being creative is, um, it's just, it's tricky, but it's very important like to be able to like write something um, you know, and not want to like bust your head on the computer or something because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going well. Right. Um, and so I think for like going back to what we were talking about earlier with like people struggling to just learn the instrument, I feel like that's like the first struggle and then yeah. like going to be like creative or like be an artist and like make music out of thin air. That's another struggle. It is. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's like in some ways it's harder. Yeah. You know, because like uh, if you want to just learn an instrument right? and you want to, because you want to sound like this guy or you want to be able to play like that person, like, you know, yeah, it's hard because you have to sit and focus on the skill and there's like certain steps that you might need to take in order to get right. there. But there is a bit of a, uh, a pathway mm -hmm. to that. Whereas I feel like being creative, it's just like, well, not only do you need some semblance of like, uh, not even like musical skill, because like there are people out there that are writing like weird atonal music that's awesome, right. you know. So it's not necessarily about being able to follow a specific rule as much as it is being able to tap into not just the physical skill, but the emotional um, ability, the ability to to let go of of your. Um, your anxieties right. and your worries and your like, how are people going to take this and just create because you need it. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a different thing. And I think too, like just when you go to create, try to really lower your expectations because like, well, like we said, I think it was the last episode. Like you have to write 20 terrible songs to get like one good one. Yeah. So like, just try to do something like kind right. of look at it as like, a language kind of more than mm -hmm. like, you know, a skill. Right. right. Um, and just kind of just go for it. Just let see what happens. Cause there's um, a lot of way to, a lot of ways to communicate in the same language. You know, right. you can speak English a million different ways. Right. Or Mandarin. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese. <laughs> As you would know. <laughs> Trying to learn Mandarin. It's not going well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for it. You did choose one of the hardest languages. I know. That's, of, you know, I think maybe I do have like this, like 
uh, what is it? Sadistic, like I'm trying to like, masochistic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how can I make myself how extremely I... unhappy and stressed out? <laughs> how can I punish myself right. further? <laughs> it's like, I can't, there's no in between for me. This yeah. is really, this is turning into therapy, but like I'm an all or nothing kind of person. <laughs> like there's not a really a middle ground, which I think kind of does tie into, um, because I think to get to a certain level of like musical skill, it does almost have to be like an obsession. Oh, 100%. And I definitely yeah. have like, I don't know that I have like OCD, but there's something there. Probably. It's <laughs> so like all like, of us have any, anyone who's obsessed with anything. Right. Has some kind of thing, even, even if it's not specifically OCD yeah. and, and obsessed. I'm using in a loose term here, but you know, like, yeah. like I get very like, I will say this, this still happens to me if I'm like making a new song or like once I get into the habit of like playing and practicing and creating a lot, it is kind of like all consuming. Right. Like, you know, everybody laughed at me or laughs at me because like when I do sit down to create, it's like I am in a dark room Mm -hmm. and I sit there for like, yep hours. I just like, I don't get up. I don't do other stuff. Like it's very unhealthy. No, (laughs) Like it is almost like an obsessive thing for me. And like, if I'm not doing it, all I'm thinking about is doing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of sounds like drugs or something. I mean, yeah, kind (laughs) of. It's kind of what it sounds like. (laughs) It's basically what we're saying is if we didn't have music, we would be heroin addicts. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's true. (laughs) But, but no, I mean, um, the the passion f- uh, behind the the art that we are um, that we are pursuing is not a choice for us, right? Right? Um, is hardly in our control. Um, but thankfully, on the other side of it, like it also, for the most part, like you can only breed good things right because at the end of the day it's like either you have a shit song and it's like okay well you're not destroying the world with a shit song right like, nobody's been hurt well right few people have been hurt by a bad song Diss songs. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know i know what you mean even a mediocre song can can change a lot for people for sure you know? look and, at afro man I mean, I love that song, dude, <laughs> but I def- it's definitely not winning a Grammy, you know, probably not. Watch it. Won a Grammy. Yeah. Somebody's well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Some, it might actually have won a Grammy. I know. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Because I got high. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, do you feel like you've ever hit a wall musically? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like it was like 45 minutes ago. You uh, hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Hard. No. Um, before I got here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, for sure. Uh, I am constantly um, kind of battling that internally, honestly, of just like, okay, what? what's the next step? What's the next thing I need to learn? What is, like, why am I not able to do this thing, but I'm able to do this thing? Like, oh, man. You know, I mean, right. so there is that wall of of just, like, general, like, maybe skill-related stuff and then, you know, creatively, yeah, many times I've hit a wall. Um, and like, were you, do you feel like you've ever like lost the joy for it? Obviously not permanently. Right. But like right. Not temporarily. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, there've been a few times, there have been a few times where, uh, 
I've definitely been close to just, you know, saying like, why am I still doing this? Right. You don't love being you poor? Know? Yeah. Right. Poor and uh, anxious and yeah, yeah. poor and struggling. <laughs> struggling if, yeah. Do you want to be poor and struggling too? For sure. <laughs> Pick up an instrument. <laughs> I think the times where I've felt that the most though have been times when I've been involved with um, projects or right. or thing like work stuff. It's always the people, music. man. Well, yeah, it's it's stuff projects that that didn't bring me fulfillment. Right. Um, that felt like that I was wasting time. Um, and you know that I was having to babysit emotions and stuff like that. Like those are the times where I definitely felt really close to just like, man, fuck this. Yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, it honestly has never been because of like I'm not making enough money or, um, you know, I haven't reached this many followers. Or it's like that doesn't really matter. Right. Like, my, I mean, I need to make enough to survive. See, I feel know? that but pressure like, a lot with like the social media stuff. It's tough. I feel that like pretty often. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I don't. Oh, I'm just I'm just saying like. Even when I feel the pressure of like, oh, man, like I put out this video that, you know, <laughs> like, like for, honestly, worked. a perfect example, <laughs> like more recently, like, you know, I I did. um a video where I just played like the first 60 seconds of an intro from the new Mario Kart like mm, theme song. I saw it. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it was, I'm, you know, it was okay. Like <laughs> there is a little like sloppy here and there, but like people have been really digging it. And, and when I say really digging, I mean, it's got like 8,000 views maybe. Well, that's I mean, awesome. Yeah. It's, but like it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. But that's what everybody I'm, said. But I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that I don't appreciate that. Because I really do. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that there are 8,000 people in the world that have seen me play a lick on the bass. Right. So that's crazy. I've never yeah. played for that many people in person. Right. That's huge, right? So don't misinterpret it that way. But more so, it's like um, all the other videos that might be on there. Like like the one that I posted a week later was right. me playing like three different Victor Wooten songs, which are like objectively way harder <laughs> Right. And it's like, you know, I'm getting like a, a tenth of, of, of the interaction. And it's it, the point is not interaction. The point is not like to get famous and to get rich. The, the point is just like I want to make people fucking feel something. Right. You know, and it's just funny sometimes when the things that you like invest the least amount of energy into. <laughs> Always, Like man. do the thing that like they do way better you know it's just Always. like wow like I was really feeling like kind of shitty when I did this and like I was just kind of like desperately trying to find something that that I enjoyed playing and that would push me but also be kind of cool and maybe relatable um I mean I think the core of what we're basically saying is like it's never been the music that makes us lose joy it's the people definitely. or the circumstances or you know, the pressure of social media. It's like everything else but the music right, makes right, you hate right. the music. Totally, totally. It's like, you know, honestly, like the music is such a small part, unfortunately, of like... What we actually do. Yeah, yeah. as a musician. Like it's, you know, it, it, it's different than what I think a lot of people would expect. It's, yeah, and you know what? I, I will say I am thankful for one of the few times that I did get to interact with... Uh, with Victor Wooten in person after a concert and, and 
I was like so nervous and starstruck. And so my mom started like speaking for me basically and try to kind of get the introduction so going. It was, uh, yeah, I'm sure that was adorable. Um, <laughs> and, How old were you? And um, the first time I was like 14, second time I was probably closer to 17. And then the <laughs> third time, which was not, which was when I was actually an adult was uh, I was in my mid twenties. Did um, it ever get easier? Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is like the second time I met him, it was way easier. And then when I met him again in my adulthood, like, like eight years after the last time, the anxiety, it was, kicked, the anxiety in. kicked in hard, dude. You're it like, kicked in really hard. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, I didn't know what to say. And, and I've always wondered you know, that if like I met my hero, like would I say something to them or would I, get, like if I had and, the like, chance, yeah. like if I saw like, one of my heroes like eating in a restaurant when right. I go up and be like, sorry to interrupt your meagle. I love you. Like, right, you right. changed my life. Like that's a heavy combo to have. It is. It with is. A stranger. For sure. For sure. But, um, <laughs> but he, I mean, Victor is such a gracious human and, and, um, he, he just knows like, He'd probably be like, sit down, eat with me. I mean, yeah, probably. Or I don't know if he'd go that far. <laughs> I know, but, you kidding. know, he would just say some esoteric <laughs> shit that would blow your mind, even though it's like actually the simplest thing ever. And it's just right. like, oh, duh, of course. Anyway, um, point is that um, one time, the the first, I think it was the first time I met him because I was also not doing super great in school. Like I wasn't mm. failing, but I was definitely heading towards that direction. And my mom was like, you know, hey, Victor, maybe you could like tell him about like the importance of school and like, you know. <laughs> Of course, as like a mom would do. Aww, that's yeah. so sweet. And he did. And he was just like, you know, yeah, school is important. Like, you know, education is important and, and being smart is important. But the thing that's really important about this is that you you learn, um, you know, how much bigger this music thing is. And basically he told me like, you know, 90% of what I do, man, is 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 not playing the bass. Like 90% of my life right. is all the other shit. And it's true. it took me a long time to really digest that lesson. I had to live it myself. And I do. And and it's like, yeah. Like, that was like the best way to word that too. Can you imagine if he had been like, right. fuck school? <laughs> your mom, okay. Dude. Your mom would have been like, oh. You know what's uh. so funny? Quick side note. When I was in high school, uh, I think it was ninth grade, uh, Soldier Boy came to our school oh, to give, yeah, to give like a, like a, it was like our pep rally and he was like trying to give us a speech and he was yeah. like, yeah, man, um, like stay in school, man. It's important school is important it's good for you and um and he's right but also he dropped out so it was just like dude you like you lie <laughs> you lie the throne of lies <laughs> uh that's you know, so awesome shout out to you soldier boy um <laughs> man that was a whole movement it was a movement it was a sure. movement yeah i tried to do the dance it was bad yeah a lot of people tried <laughs> Was, a lot of people failed. I failed. I failed bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, um, I don't know. Did that answer? Kind no, of for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I was just curious. Um, cause I've definitely hit some walls before where it's just like, you know, you have like that existential crisis of like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. But then like, I'll always like listen to a song and be like, oh yeah, that's why. Right. Okay. So, so what's a song that does that for you? Probably like what we were talking about last week, like Heroes by David Bowie. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's usually like just um trying to think that would that's definitely one of them. Uh, that's the only one that's come into mind. But like I've definitely kind of hit walls before, and then listened to that song. I've been like, oh yeah, like that feeling. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, man. But I also like when I was a teenager, I was like a super hardcore dreamer. Like I think I told you, like I would Hence like the band name. Pra- I know. I would like practice like and pretend like I was playing to a massive audience of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so like you know, but that brought me a lot of joy as yeah. a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'm gonna play for a million people, which is honestly don't do that because I don't part know of see, the reason why. No, like, see, I disagree. I I I disagree with that. Really, I think you should do that, and I think the reason I I say that shoot for the stars. It brings to mind somebody that I know that I've probably mentioned before that I went to school with, who is now like a huge right rap star. Right, 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 and like. You know, I don't like I'm not his biggest fan and I don't follow everything he does. But like one thing that he he's said multiple times is he's like, I remember growing up, like I would stand on my like the mantle of my fireplace or like, you know, the, the raised right. part of fireplace or something and like put on a show. And I was imagining like, you know, thousands of people in front of me and like putting on the show. And now he literally fucking does that. Yeah. Like he literally well, performs true. for thousands of people. And I mean, millions of people, you Yeah, know? like, I mean, it brought me a lot of joy and it brought him joy too. Yeah. And so he just kept going for that joy, right. you know? And there was a lot of, there's probably a lot of times where like he was in a dark place and there was probably a lot of times where like that joy wasn't enough to bring him back, but it was part of what kept him going. Right. You know, and, and here he is today, like doing his thing and living his best life and, you know, mm-hmm. salutes to him. But like, so I don't think, I wouldn't say that you shouldn't, uh, do that. I think, uh, of course, depending on where you are in life, you know, you may need to address other aspects, <laughs> like, you know, more realities that you have to deal with that, that unfortunately are out of your control, but right never stop dreaming you know i mean and that's in the again in the band name right it's like you just you keep pushing and and you're a perfect evidence of that you know the the things you've been through in life and and the things you continue to go through and deal with like you know i mean neither of us are you know clawing through a desert starving to death but like we have our shit to deal with and and life can be hard you know and uh but we're still here uh putting energy and time into this thing that may never blow up and, and, and may never be recognized by a large group of people, but it makes us feel good. Right. right? I mean, for me, like I'm the happiest when I'm like playing in front of people like live, Mm -hmm. like studio stuff's all right. But like it more is like a stressful thing for me. Really? Really? Well, it's just like, you know, cause there's a million ways that you could write the same song. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, do I want to do it this way or this way, you know? And it's always like, you know, editing is so tedious. Yeah. And like, I just kind of like being on a stage and like playing with my friends, I, <laughs> you know no, what I, I mean? I, I, like, I, it's here. a lot more fun yeah. <laughs> for me than recording. Recording's kind of like the necessary evil, but. If I could only do one for the rest of my life, it would, it would be stage performance. For sure. And for I me. love the studio. I love that constructive side of building something from the ground up and, and being under the microscope. But, uh, there's something special about, you know, connecting with a a group of people live and it could be three people and it could be 30,000. It really doesn't matter. It's just like, it feels right because it's like one of the few moments that I feel like I'm being fully real and fully myself. Right. You know? Yeah, I do. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I concur. 
So um, let's talk about before we go. Yeah. Some like. So I think it's very important, like finding artists or musicians that, um, you know, you can relate to that inspire you and kind of, you know, exploring beyond the song that you like, Mm -hmm. like kind of getting a little bit deeper into them. So uh, who would you say is like an inspiring musician that brings you joy? Mm-hmm. So many. I know. Melanie Kaiser is the number one. <laughs> is the number one. <laughs> she is an inspiration. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously it's got to be Victor. Well, I can, I can say Victor. Yeah. You know, um, but most people listening may or I, mean, I don't know i'm not gonna say most people will know him so the you know some aren't gonna know him uh yeah he was a huge and is a huge influence for me um musically and spiritually and and everything else um and i highly recommend people listen to him and look up you know read his books and whatever but actually i think my choice um I think my choice is actually going to be Dylan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Aw, that's um, sweet. Yeah, Dylan Hansen. Um, because he, um, he's so in touch to me. He's he's so in touch with um, himself as an artist and with what music means to him. Um, and he like he may not be the most proficient guitar player or drummer or bass player but he plays all three and he plays other things and he right. writes really fucking good music with those instruments and uh it doesn't matter that like he doesn't know all these scales and that you know right. he doesn't have everything figured out yet as far as his life and and who he is but um you know as a as a person for me he's just he's been hugely influential because there's a lot of things you can go back and listen to the 19 other episodes of this podcast. And I guarantee you like 80% of them, I have mentioned Dylan at least once. Probably. And, you know, uh, we probably both have. And, you know, and he's, he's just, um, he's taught me a lot about music and music history and recording and gear and, you know, philosophy on, on bass and you know, coming from someone who's not even a bass player. And, and, um, you know, in some ways he's taught me more about the bass than Victor has, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, a true artist, he a is a true artist. Yes. And, and he continues to push through, through, uh, whatever life throws at him. And, um, and he's probably one of the most honest and real people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, so for me, yeah, Dylan, <laughs> shout out nice. to you, buddy. We were talking like two hours ago. Uh, so I love it. Hope you're listening, man. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you? It's the ones that I've talked about so much. It's either Anne or Nancy from Heart or like Steve Perry. Mm. I feel like if I met Steve Perry, I would be extremely nervous. Yeah. I would be, like, I would be the one. Can you tell me the importance about staying in school? <laughs> <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> I, I, it would be really hard for me to like get through a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, I, I like, hi, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so why? So why? Tell me more. What? What? I don't what's like. The I just. 
And it doesn't need to be specific. The dude I mean, literally okay. could sing a phone book to me and yeah. I would be like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I just love him so much. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Andy Anderson. <laughs> right. I would be all about it. Be like, Andy Ooh. Alexander. <laughs> I'd be like, sing, say Barbara. Say Barbara. <laughs> Ooh, Barbara. <laughs> like, he's just so awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could. I don't know. Like, I've thought about it. If I like see somebody like that, or if I ever get the chance to meet, like, what would you say? Because mm-hmm. you have to be careful. Because I have like, not to like, people that have really inspired me, but you know, you you have to like, don't overload people with too much. Oh yeah, once. it's easy to do. Yeah, so, like, it's easy I, to do. I wouldn't yeah. want to be like. Hi, you changed my entire life. And yeah. like yeah. you kept me from killing myself. Like, <laughs> right. don't be that person. Yeah, you have to you have to be a little <laughs> little on the safe side for that. But, right, right. Even if it's true. <laughs> right. I just, you know, I would like to think that I would be very cool. Be yeah. Like, like your music. <laughs> I like your music. Yeah. <laughs> like I the vocal fry. Yeah. And like <laughs> all funny. of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, probably one of those three. For sure. Wait, wait. So three. Okay. So it was uh, so Anne or uh, Nancy. Anne and Nancy and Steve Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Well, no, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's hard to hard to know. I mean, for you sure. at least got to meet one of them. That's true. It was pretty pretty sick, right? Goals. Hashtag goals. No. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Yeah, that's true. She follows me on Instagram. It's been the highlight of my that's life. That's pretty amazing. It's been the honestly. highlight of my life. That's so pretty far. huge. Yeah. <laughs> And when I messaged her about her birthday, she responded. I was so excited. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I have no idea what I would say in those circumstances. But so like that is a fun part of like, I guess, like my relationship with music is like I have artists that I've obsessed about. And like yeah. if I ever met them, I don't know what I would say. You never do. You never do when you're when you're meeting somebody for the first time or for the right. You know the eight hundredth time. Yeah, sometimes you just don't know what the fuck. So like, I see you, Barry. I love you. <laughs> He's like, we've worked together for years. <laughs> um, it's funny. So before uh, before we go, one final thing too. Um, I would like to uh, call listeners to an action mm-hmm. to think about what music means to you. Um, you know, whether you're just an, a listener, an enjoyer, a patron of the arts, or if you're a, a actively performing musician or somebody who's learning for the first time or picking it back up for, for the first time in a long time, um, what does it mean to you? What inspires you and what makes you want to do this? And, and there is no wrong answer, right? I mean, it really is just like what, what keeps you going in this, uh, endeavor and, um, think about that. And, uh, and also please reach out and, and communicate to us. We'd love to hear from you guys about, uh, what you would like us to, to cover in the next season. Yeah. Um, cause we have a shit ton of ideas. Um, we've got some stuff we're definitely doing. Um, and some guests that we've, we've got, uh, coming to the table that are going to be pretty exciting. Um, and some of you've heard about and some you haven't, and, uh, it's going to be really fun. But, um, in the meantime, think about what, uh, you might like to hear discussed and, and, uh, reach out to us and and let us know. Yeah. Yeah. And we are going to take a little bit of a break to get season two 
um, kind of scripted out, not scripted, but you know, organized. Planned out. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We've, so, we've, we've got busy schedules, so we have to kind of get things, uh, organized for sure. Yeah. Big things coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Huge. <laughs> Huge things coming guys. We're going to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> we are. This podcast is single-handedly going to change music. <laughs> <laughs> realistically we just got a lot of shit we got to do so yeah, you know if i could give us it's some more time. of it yeah well thank you so much for listening to this episode of sex drugs and disappointment if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to leave us a review and connect with us more on instagram and tiktok at sdd podcast each episode's also available in video format on youtube eventually <laughs> and and don't forget have fun don't do too much very dramatic and it's going to happen. It's going to happen, y'all. It's going to fucking happen. It's happening right now. It's going to happen tomorrow. Do you feel it happening? It already did happen. <laughs> Do you feel it? Do, Do you feel it? Do you feel it? I'm fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking movie. I'm fucking the shit out of you. I'm fucking the shit out of you. Get him to the Greek. Check it out. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Do you feel it? Sex, drugs, disappointment. Sex, drugs, disappointment.